Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is number 231. We have now done as many episodes as the number of offensive cyber attacks taken by U.S. spy agencies in 2011. What kind of offensiveness? As opposed to defensive. Hmm. So it was like the best defensive cyber actions taken by a U.S. spy agencies are... Got is that what I said? Yeah, a, the best defense is a good Yo Mama joke. Is that what they say? That's I'm pretty That's sure I heard that. that. <laughs> okay. I mean, your your mom says that. Yeah. yeah. I thought the answer was Aikido. <laughs> Speaking of law enforcement items that people don't talk about enough these days, this week we're talking about Tango and Cash, the 1989 buddy cop film starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you go to that address right now, sign up for a free trial membership, you can get an audiobook of your choice, totally free, and you support our show. It's the easiest way to support our show. And this episode is also sponsored by Naimini Niemand and everybody else at Bound. Bound, of course, the University of New Mexico student magazine. Naimini uh, sponsored this episode because, quote, it is the greatest film ever made, an endless display of the wonders of God's creation and the magnificence of humanity's creative spirit. <laughs> My, my real question about this, I guess, is um, why do they bother making buddy cop movies after this? You know, like, they didn't really make any, like, Ten Commandment movies after the Ten Commandments. So you yeah. think that this movie is as canonical a buddy cop movie as the Ten Commandments is a Ten Commandments movie? Yes, yeah, do you not? fact is a singing nuns movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, they have not made any, any more singing nuns movie, that's kind of... Well, besides Back in the Habit. Yeah. Right, right. They got to get back. Besides the Sister Act franchise, they've kind of like monopolized that. Yeah. Well, it is is a delight to watch, and uh, thanks for sponsoring it, everybody at Bound. And if you at home have a literary magazine and you want to sponsor a topic, you can go to readdeathweep.com right now, click on the green dollar sign, give us your email address, and we will send you an email when we have more sponsorships available. It's uh, we're, We're still sold out for a few more weeks, but when we open it up again, you guys can get in there, and the only way you'll find out is on our email list. So jump in there right now, read-weep.com. Let me introduce you to your panel. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm hosting this beast. I'm Alex underscore Falcone on Twitter. And I got some friends with me today. It's going to be a lot of fun. First up, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco. Ka, it's Ezra Fox. Alex, Rambo's a pussy. <laughs> Which is great for, like, subtext, because I was Rambo in an earlier movie. <laughs> Suggesting really that me a great joke. from a couple years ago was a pussy. I feel like so many jokes, quote-unquote jokes in this movie, end with an implicit, ha <laughs> get it? I, I love those jokes, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. Can, can there be a movie where it's just all of Stallone's different characters? Like... He has like he's like plays four roles, all right. Uh huh. He's like but he's like but old they're Rocky, all former Stallone character, old Rocky, young Rocky, and then like Rambo, and then uh yeah Tango, like it's it's oh, just man, all, you're leaving I, out Judge Dredd, you're leaving out Cliffhanger. Okay, those guys too. But I just I guess I want all Stallone Expendables is what I want. Um, I would like to see instead of that. Not that that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see uh, a movie like like Cars, where it's just a bunch of Stallones wandering around as all of the different characters talking to each other about like <laughs> just living in a world of Stallones. <laughs> Why are the bugs Stallones also? It makes no sense. <laughs> I had a better idea and then I forgot it, and so I was just like, "Well, keep talking, see what happens." Yeah, yeah, yeah. you just <laughs> grab a sandwich on the way out. See what you get. Sometimes you got to do. Uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Chris Smith. Alex, I know you guys are going to kill me, but I didn't think it'd be like this, killed by some foreigner. If I'm going to go, I'm going to get killed by an American. Yeah. His last words were oddly xenophobic. (laughs) Kurt Russell's character was was a hard nut for me to crack in this movie. I'm not sure really where he came from besides Quippy. (laughs) From Quiplandia? Yeah. Quipistan? Also Also laser sights. Also joining us today, he's at the G is silent on Twitter, like lasagna, in San Francisco, California. Please welcome back by telephone connection, David Bory. Woo! 
pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One that of was those... my favorite part of this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> was the pizza? We was walking in, and he didn't. Ha- he was walking into the police station, uh, no shirt off, real, no shirt on, real badass style. And then, like before he goes to his desk, just a pizza boy is walking, and he just opens the box and crams his hand in there and just says, "Ooh, pizza!" <laughs> you gonna argue with a shirtless guy in a mullet about pizza? No, you're not. I'm you not. I'm not. I like that you referred to walking into a police station shirtless as being badass style, as opposed to like hobo style. <laughs> No, man, he had shoes on. Yeah, yeah. No shirt, shoes, service. <laughs> service, that's how badass he is. I, uh, He's uh, so badass, he could get served without shirt or shoes. I like that. Uh, I, I judge badass on where you can be with what articles of clothing off. If you can just exist in the police station with no shirt, nobody's going to call you on it. Fucking badass in my book, man. I oh. am bottom naked right now while I record this. What level of badass is that? Taking <laughs> it in your own home is yep. not a crime, sir. Um, no, know, what, bottomless my... isn't the same as topless, man. <laughs> That's just deviant. It is deviant feeling. It's weird. It feels more deviant than it should be, I think. You, uh... It's very deviant. You guys didn't realize this, but actually that scene inspired the entire Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Wait, me being bottom naked or the police pizza situation? Well, you know, yeah, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> so, David, you were requested for us by the sponsor for this week as part of the sponsorship deal. And uh, our, my sponsor said, our sponsor, the sponsor, his name is hard to pronounce because I think it's fake. Anyway, uh, he said this, oh, please man. get David Borey as your guest. That dude is hilarious. And his appearance on a Goofy movie episode got me through the worst night of my life. He deserves to watch a movie this good. And, and, oh man, and Alex! To to someone who paid that good of a compliment, you say his name might be fake. Well, I know his name is fake because he signs the emails with a different name. I don't care; they can both <laughs> be true. Dave, so uh, yeah, so that that episode, you thought maybe I didn't touch any lives that day. You touched at least one. Turns out, man, it was all worth that's it. That's what it's all about. That's why I got into this game to talk about cartoons and maybe touch a life or two. <laughs> I feel like when people say that about comedy, they're like, you know, I, I want to help people by making them laugh. I feel like it's mostly for me. Like, I would still do it if it hurt people. But Yeah, uh, that's the ball. Oh, I would totally. Like, if every time I told a joke, somebody got, like, whooping cough in the world, I <laughs> yeah, I would I would burden that. I would, uh, I would shoulder that burden. As long as they weren't nearby, it'd be worth that risk. Uh, but here... Yeah, we like have... somebody in, like, Eastern Europe, because they get it there anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Or they don't vaccinate. Uh, so, so yeah. So even I would do that, but in this case, you helped somebody, and I yeah, I feel all right about that. It's good. I feel I feel great. Well, thanks yeah. for being here. I'm glad we were able to make make the technology work. Before we uh, move yeah. on, we need Chris. We need you to summarize this movie for people who haven't seen it or haven't oh, seen yeah. it in a little while. Please catch us up on Tango and Cash in the style of either of two cocky cops but with very different cocky styles. <laughs> that actually, once you change their wardrobes, boil down to the same exact cocky It's mostly style. just in the sunglass shirt area that they exist. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to hard-boiled L.A. in the 1980s, y'all. <laughs> this movie is a buddy cop movie that follows Ray Tango and Gabriel Cash, the two best cops in Los Angeles. They bust drugs like you chew gum or like you look at the internet. They do it so much. And, and, and Ray Tango is Sylvester Stallone and Gabriel Cash is Kurt Russell and they're in a constant competition to see who's the best cop in LA at busting drugs. You know who hates them more than anybody else? The drug lord, the big bad drug lord. <laughs> And his name is really unimportant. But, <laughs> but he sits he around wants, going, ah, cash. Ah, he's obsessed tango. with mice in mazes, and he wants to make it like there are mice in a maze. He doesn't want to kill them because then they'll become martyrs and heroes. He wants to destroy their memory. So there's a big frame-up job, and he gets them framed for murder. Wait, can, hold on a second. I like the way you summarized that, but now I'm wondering, like, that might be a bad call. Maybe just kill him. Oh, it's a terrible call. No, you definitely want to kill these guys. <laughs> like when you're like, no, 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 I want to wipe out the memories that they've ever existed. Like, that might be harder to pull off and more like a higher failure rate for you. 
I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Back in the 80s, before the internet, you could do anything you wanted. <laughs> I forgot about well, that. It's probably apparently true. not when it's sliced alone and Kurt right. Russell because right. this guy Does Kurt Russell they, they put him a, through the ringer first. This, when they get to jail, they're getting beat up. There's this guy with the biggest chin I've ever seen in my life <laughs> that anyone's ever seen. And, he's got and he's they got call a him bee Conan, stung chin. And he wants to beat him up, and they stage this whole thing where like they get uh, beaten up like by a whole gang of prisoners and electrocuted <laughs> and all this stuff. But then they decide no. They're gonna bust out of there. So Wait, they, side, side note on that: electrocution is almost rare, is very rarely fatal in this movie. Like right. one out of three times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They that, they win a, a fight fact, against like a, a six inch <laughs> diameter frayed wire, and they come out. Yeah. You know, they come out a little tired. Yeah, I mean, it's not the volts. It's yeah, the just, amps that'll kill just, you, right? Cash is dazed for a second, and a shirt got ripped. So I mean, that's. Which on the on the David Bowie scale made him even more badass. Although that dude walks around with ripped shirts all the time. That dude was making power moves this whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so where on the scale does ripped shirt prison count? Uh, He topped it out. (laughs) This is a new kind of badassery that we're not even familiar with yet. Uh, so, so Chris, how do, what do they do yeah, then? So they escape. By Are they forgotten by zip lining down a power line using their belts? Oh man, then, I don't even know how they got belts in prison, but I don't care. Yeah, they really shouldn't have had belts. Um, <laughs> that's why it's they be- don't give you a belt. the internet. That <laughs> that's why we can't yeah. have nice belts in prison. <laughs> that's right. You'll just use it um, to zip line on a power line. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, you know, they're they're gonna get back at the drug lord. But then the drug lord knows that they're busted out of prison, so he goes and kidnaps Tango's sister, who's played by Terry Hatcher, a very young what? Terry Hatcher. No. Terry, Terry Hatcher of Superman fame. <laughs> yeah, of uh, Lois, of Lois and Clark. Um, and so he hides out at his big construction pit hideout, and then Tango and Cash have to team up, even though they're rivals, to get back at this drug lord. And so they get their awesome bulletproof car with a big Gatling gun on it. And they go basically cause some chaos and shoot all of the bad guys or blow them up. And um, That was know. actually a great moment in that um, it turned out just the L.A. police station has like a James Bond style gadgets guy. Which is oh, such yeah. Good, yeah. so good to know. They basically had their own cue. Don't say it like it was a it was a Chevy Silverado with some empty boat parts on it. it was, don't make it. That was clearly a Chevy. I could tell. It was. It but, was a, you know, the it was an RV on the with side some pieces. Fired in a straight line and never stopped firing. It was pretty fun. Um, they're 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 very quippy the whole time, and they're in a constant rivalry about who has the bigger penis and who's the better cop and who's the better. Oh. The thing about the penises, can I say, though, they were talking about each other's wieners in the shower, and they're calling each other peewee and baby butt or whatever, and then in the middle of it, out of nowhere, Kurt Russell just says, all right, tripod, which is very opposite of the... That's a <laughs> Yeah, like he called him... He called him tripod. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that credit where credits do though. That's a big dong. No, the, yeah, you guys yeah, are yeah. both. You guys are both wrong. Huh? You guys just misunderstood that scene. That was about his vestigial third leg coming oh. out of his back left hip. There's just another leg. So he was like, he was up on his kickstand. Guy was like, whoa, tripod. Also, you got a little penis. That's what it was going on right there. That's classic cash. Finding your insecurities and cutting to the core. <laughs> if you've got an extra leg somewhere, cash will make fun of it. That's what he does. Yeah. Anyway, in a hail of bullets and a self-destructing building at the end, uh-huh. the good guys kill the bad guys, rescue the girl, and live to snark another day. Ah, oh, love it. I like to think that this movie was just like, hey, studio, make Weasel Weapon without the black guy. And it turns out uh, that it's possible. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, hey, do you ever want to have just like two Mel Gibsons, (laughs) basically? (laughs) And then the uh, and then the guy that they meet in prison looks like Mel Gibson with a bigger chin. (laughs) Only Mel Gibsons. It's Mel Gibson world. So how did they not know each other? (laughs) Right, they've never gone to any of the like each other. There's no team meetings. LAPD is one department. Yeah. That's one we've never met. 
Well, one's East LA and one's West LA. Yeah, but there's never there's never like an intercity badass cops in sunglasses retreat or something that they have to go you don't to. Think or they have like, like a, an ice cream social or a mixer. Yeah, yeah, or even like a ropes course or something together. I bet you they have like a father th- father father daughter dance, which neither <laughs> of them went to because oh, they're right. swinging bachelors. Yeah, that's what it is. But they no. also didn't go to the swinging bachelors dance <laughs> because they were out cutting crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you hunt crime? You do. You hunt sure. it. Oh, you yeah. S- like a dog in the night. Uh, let's get into our compliments, you guys. We're supposed to start and end every show with a compliment sandwich. Today, uh, David, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in this opening compliment. And, side note, you've already burned the pizza compliment, so you got to think of something else. What are? Would you rather go first or last in this opening compliment? I'll, I'll go first. I have an opening compliment. Bring it on. Uh, I really enjoyed the fact that this movie... Seemed like it was written by two 15-year-old boys. <laughs> it was just so easy. Like, a lot of the stuff weren't even jokes as much as they would just say stuff. Like, yeah, you got a stupid haircut. Like, it's not, that's not even a, like, that's one move. But I respect that because I felt safe. And the movie definitely went to a rhythm, and I can appreciate that. I didn't bother to look it up on IMDb because I was just so confident that it was written by two 15-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, two 15-year-old dudes. Uh, one didn't make the baseball team. The other saw his first boob this year, and they're making their way in this world. And they made I, a cop oh, There film. was a boob in this movie. There was 1.5 yeah. boobs. Oh, that was surprising. Oh. Um, the was, one boob was for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, what other reason? I mean, it's, right, it's a boob. It's like, but no, it was it was a very it was just a very ad hoc boob though. Even as far as like nonsensical boobs go, it was like it was during a car chase scene in like a garage and <laughs> in then, a parking garage. Yeah, yeah. And there's out of, out of nowhere, like in one of the cars, there's a couple having sex, and a boob pops up and then goes back down. I feel like the issue is that this movie was written as a PG movie, and they're like, "Nah, we got to sex it up." Kurt Russell is in this, so they just added like a bunch of fucks and two boobs to an otherwise PG movie. Well, like, every time they said, "Couple man asses" as well. Yeah, yeah. And they had to blur his creepy vestigial third leg because it was just too disturbing. <laughs> But they referenced it because they're true artists. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. They are artists. Uh, Chris, why don't you go next? Oh, okay. You're in the classic two-hole. You're going to fake me out there. I um, thought I considered it. Yeah. My compliment is actually about electricity in this movie. We already touched on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the, our heroes get electrocuted, and apparently that hurts, but not enough to kill you. And at, at, in order to zip line down up, power a live high tension power line mm-hmm. away from the prison kurt russell's just like yeah no if you're if you're touching one wire not touching the ground uh i heard that you won't get electrocuted fatally mm-hmm. and um stallone asks you know is that actually true and kurt russell goes maybe <laughs> and his guess about how electricity works is about as good as my guess yeah and electricity I just like is they, super mysterious you know that they were pretty real about it. They're like, well, I haven't done this before, but it's probably true. Well, uh, I mean, cause... I think the belt is supposed to work too, right? It's rubber. It's magic. Well, it's not a rubber <laughs> belt. <laughs> Who walks around with wearing a it rubber belt? It was a slide belt? belt. It's cotton. It should have worn through that whole that whole situation <laughs> yeah. was up from Jump Street. Yeah. Also, I don't even... <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, when he went to jump to the power line, he was wearing a sleeveless shirt the whole time, right? Sick sleeveless. When he goes to jump to the power line, sleeved up. Oh. He has fully retractable protection sleeves. (laughs) (laughs) But they only only go mid-bicep. They don't go all the way. (laughs) He only has to worry about the top of his bicep around power lines. It's a very special thing that he has. Mm Mm-hmm. Doctor I, says. I feel like I'm being I, I'm the apologist for this movie today. Like every time you point something out, I'm like, no. <laughs> Here's why that's not right. I also like Chris that I said it was made out of rubber and magic, and you were like, it's not rubber. Well, just no one no one wears rubber belts. I mean, like that's if you're like peeing the bed and then have to make a belt out of your bed sheets. Right, your belt isn't peeing the bed. Right, but you had no, no problem with the magic part. You were just concerned with the rubber. Not at all. Well, if because... you have the magic, why do you need the rubber? That's the real question. That's a that's a man. That's what I'd say all the time. <laughs> all, right. all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go third. Uh, as David, does that work for you? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. 
here's my major compliment, you guys. So, as mentioned this briefly, but the villain has a box of mice on his desk. Sure. Like where you It's a box specifically with two mice in it. Where yeah. one might have, say, a fine Cuban cigar on their desk in a business movie. He just opens this box on his desk and there is a mouse in it. I was like, oh great, he's got a mouse box. And then mm-hmm. moments later he's like, This is Tango. And then he opens the box again. Guess what? I know you're thinking, there's no way there are more mice in this box. Boom, <laughs> other mouse. <laughs> this is cash. Oh. And then he's got two mice that happen to be named Tango and Cash. And then that's okay. I already like box of mice on desk. That is something that I'm putting on my IKEA wish list. Oh yeah, not not your Sky Mall wish list. Yeah, my Sky. That is more of a Sky Mall item. Uh, I want mouse box. But then to make it even better, what does he do with the mice? He needs to entertain them. They're going to get bored in that dark box all day. He's got a mouse maze built into the bar. That's what so he that does. Way you can drink and watch mice try to figure out simple problems. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's fun for everybody. It's like David, you met, you mentioned that you you scout people's awesomeness, badassness by clothes and areas. They they can go without those clothes. To me, it's like number of animals built into your bar in your office. <laughs> yeah, and his is high. There was no mention of feeding those mice. If there's no feed at the end of the mouse maze, they're not going to go through the maze. It's not like they just like <laughs> wandering around lost. The whole point of a maze is to there's cheese at the end. But they right? get a treat at the end. Yeah. Yeah. More importantly, the maze was symbolism for what they, like, because right after they did the mouses in the maze, Tango and Cash were stuck in that warehouse, like, I don't know how to get out of here. And then then they went to prison, which was suggesting that a maze is like mouse prison, which is also kind of dark. That prison was a whole issue, though. The fact that it it had such giant fans and easily accessible escape routes? Run amok! Remember when they were in the back? Like, that was after Lights Out. You can't just have 40 prisoners out of their cells after Lights Out watching this dude get electrocuted. Why would they walk? They would bail. They would leave. They would run away from that prison. (laughs) They're like, whoa, whoa. I want to see how this electrocution ends. (laughs) Yeah. But, David, they also normally aren't allowed to throw, like, infinite flaming garbage at new prisoners. Yeah, they were... Yeah, in prison real. riots, not in prison. Like everything is going well right now. Yeah, right. If you if you if that's a prison normal, how well is everything going? They're in prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's a good point though, right? Like if 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 your normal normal thing is flaming garbage, what do you do for a riot, right? You know, yeah, like, what do you do follow? to celebrate? What's your how do you know your when you're fancy rioting? China? If I, I would throw uh, paper towel rolls, so can pee. Sure. All yeah, right. I guess I take that back. I'm standing behind <laughs> you in prison, not in front of you. <laughs> yeah, it did seem like the prison guards had a pretty like laissez-faire attitude about flying garbage on fire. They were also, pretty much like when they were normal. in the bathroom making fun of each other's wings. They were the only two guys in that shower, <laughs> and all the nice showers shower. were turned on. Yeah, all of them were turned. Yeah. on. Yeah. What a wasteful prison. I mean, I realize Reagan just privatized in 86, but come on. (laughs) The thing that you're missing out, David, is that, uh, again, I'm going to have to apologize for the movie for you. What happened was they had too much water in this prison. And if they didn't, it was like going to... It was like it was like you, like it's gonna flood. This was their pump. They were pumping the water out of the basement into the shower to keep it from flooding. Oh. So obviously, oh, okay. So they weren't getting special treatment as much as that was just par for the course. Yeah, that's normal. Just like the flying garbage, the loner shower with no guards and all of the showers on. That's just normal welcoming behavior. Yeah, and I mean the showers were all turned on because we were all turned on. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Oh, man. Ez. How did I miss the symbolism? Yeah, right. <laughs> Ezra, what's your major compliment? There's so many good things, but basically, I mean, uh, this is just going to be given up to the universe. And I guess St- uh, Stallone's, like, I guess, uh, career choices. The, the the day before I watched this, uh, not knowing what, what Tango and Cash, Cash was about, I happened to watch um, uh, Escape Plan. Uh, Stallone's uh, more recent movie about breaking out of a prison with oh. uh, Schwarzenegger. It was fantastic, and it was great to sort of like. Not only did he get out of a prison, like, like, in the order I watched it, like, so one, this guy breaks out of prison when he's old, and then, then gets young again, gets put put back in prison, breaks out again. It's like it's Wait, just, he gets young again. Well, in the order I watched the two movies, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh okay. It's like it's like it never ended. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
just keeps on breaking out of prison and gets younger and younger. So I just got to find out what he did when he was 12, which is probably get thrown in prison, breaks out again. It's well, great. I haven't seen Lockup, but that came out the same year. That's also a 1989 movie where Sylvester Stallone is in prison. I, I want to see all the Sloan prison movies. I, I think he's does he's does great in prison. He does great getting out of prison. There's nothing <laughs> wrong here. He also does good uh, killing minorities in foreign countries. Oh, yeah. Expert. Those are his kind of two strong suits as far as I've seen. I mean, I think he's also very strong. Yeah, boxing. Yeah. He's a hell of a boxer. <laughs> he's also great at tough-seeming ant. He's pretty good at that. Yes. In, yes. In his classic yeah. 1998 film, Ants. <laughs> Um, he's also good at stopping his mom from shooting, right? In that movie, Stop and My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Uh, all right, let's jump into our hates now. If there's anything that you could find that you did not like about it, because we are about to hate out of prison. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. The only I way I don't want to be here. <laughs> We got to hate our way out. Uh, All right. So what's something that maybe was not great about this movie? Okay, I think everything. This movie was so bad. <laughs> the only thing... What do you mean by the that? Only thi- the only thing that they nailed is... Uh, here's, what I was, here's what the glowing point of this movie was for me. When Kurt War- Russell was walking up the stairs to the court and he was in a denim shirt and a thin tie and like some kind of a corduroy jacket... I think Hollywood nailed what a real man looks like. I think that's to be. He also had guns in the heels of his boots. And he he had a he had a giant laser on top of his ridiculous gun. Like what was it looked like another gun on there? Great guns on guns. A laser that he never used. Never used that laser. Well, not not one time. Yeah, not not successfully. It's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just another gun. His gun had to had to have protection. <laughs> yeah, the gun's like, it's dangerous out here. I can't go out with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I guess, and also the jokes were terrible. Yeah, the jokes were real bad. They were uh, super bad. I, I, like, like, like for so example, bad. like, for example, this, like, six-minute cross-dressing scene complete with sexy saxophone background. Yes. Uh, for no reason. Funny. Yeah. There was no reason for that. Nope. I'll, I'll, no, We'll have to wait for for you have to wait for twenty minutes, but I'll tell you the reason for it. Okay, I will. We'll come back to this. I will tell you why it's in there. I also want to say about that cross dressing scene when they were like walking out, like and the cop was like, "Hey, baby," and the girl like snubbed him, and then the other lady came out, and the cop was like, "Hey, baby," and then she snubbed or Kurt Russell snubbed him, and then Kurt Russell gets on the back of the bike, and the cop says. Any chance of a three-way? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty solid pickup just... line. No, it was uh... at work. The chief was right there. And the chief just looked at him like, oh, oh Grady. Yeah. <laughs> getting in trouble again. That's a good point. He is on the, job. on the job. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He just throws it up there. He doesn't even, uh, I, he doesn't I, even I care. I do think that was kind of ineffectual, like, Sexual marketing, I guess. It was just there. There wasn't a lot of like for a guy like that. Maybe it's just a numbers game. I think so. Shotgun approach. Yeah. Just throw it at the wall. Whatever sticks, sticks. Yeah, he's got no. He's got no aim uh, for that. He just his best chance is just to get. You, you didn't see this. You missed hundred percent of the shots you don't take. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you also you miss hundred percent of the shots that you have zero percent chance of getting. Right? That's also how that works. Well. It's not zero percent if you took the shot, man. Yeah, I think there's always a point one percent chance of any shot. I think you've got. Listen, guys, I could talk basketball math all day. The point is that guy was very unprofessional. He was unprofessional. Yeah. I like to think though that we just didn't see this, but he like literally asked that of every time he saw one or more women walking around. <laughs> yeah. Any chance? Just like at the grocery store, like three way. Yeah, really? he didn't say you need you guys and I should have a threesome. He's just curious about the odds. He just wants to know the odds in any situation. He's just handicapping his own I mean, threesomes. I guess he's vigilant in that sense. Yeah, exactly right. Maybe he's the real hero. You never know what a three way is going to go down, and he knows that, so he's always prepared. Right, or maybe he has no idea when, and that's why he has to ask every time because he just doesn't know what the actual. <laughs> <odds>. <laughs> 
Oh, right. Like, at one point, like, it went down, and he was like, they're, like, waiting for him, and he was like, he didn't ask if there was a chance or not, and he just assumed there wasn't. He was like, (laughs) never again. Yeah, you gotta figure, there are chances that you never ask about. Hmm. He He blew it on the, uh, the, uh, the triads case. Could've got a three-way, didn't do it. (laughs) The triads case? Yeah, with triads. Yeah, with the triad. Stop three ads. Sure. That's the big. That's that's local. All the Los Angeles listeners will get that one. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Everybody into uh, you know Asian crime syndicates. Uh, <laughs> I so this all? is a small hate, but I think you've covered some of the big the big swatches. So here's a small hate for me. When they're in the uh, in the building and it's about to self detonate, uh, there's this sure. giant red countdown clock starts on the wall. Yep. And uh, I don't remember which it was Tango or Cash, but one of one of them goes, either this clock works backwards or someone just activated a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> Tango was... said it. It was Tango. That was all t- classic Tango. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. I was just angry at this point in the movie. I was like, wouldn't it be great if it was just a backwards clock? He was <laughs> like, like well, well, those are the only two options. And then it gets down to zero and is like negative one. I wish that's how they wrote it, and then they wrote it as, oh, this is just a backwards clock, and then the editor was like, no one's going to believe this, (laughs) and then they made it into a bomb. (laughs) Yeah, it has to blow up. (laughs) In a world with two cops. One always plays by the rules. Currency, you gotta slow down. The speed limit here is only 35. The other also plays by the rules. Oh, sorry, Disco. I thought this was a 45. Here we go. Ease it off a little bit. Great, 35. I'll just hit the cruise. They're under control, and nobody can stop them. That was a safe discharge of your firearm in the controlled environment of this gun range. But you should still fill out some paperwork, just in case. Abso-fucking-lutely, Disco. I've got the forms right here. But antics like theirs are bound to turn a few heads. Disco, Currency, get your asses in here! What is it, Chief? You both have spotless records. What the hell is going on? Nothing, Chief. We just like to do everything by the book. Have either of you ever heard of leeway in execution of your duties? No way, Chief. Seriously, guys, when you're on a bus, you've got my permission to bend the rules a little bit in order to get your man. Never, Chief. We want to capture the bad guys, but if we don't follow the law, we're no better than the criminals themselves. If you cut corners, it's never a pretty picture. I think Jesus said that. And if he didn't, he should have. It's a great metaphor. And of course, they're devastatingly respectful to the ladies. I'm Detective Currency. Would you like to go out to the symphony sometime? Of course, if you're not interested in me as a romantic partner, I completely understand. Ooh, I'd love to. And thank you for respecting my autonomy as a human being. Brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep for when you want to do things by the book, but you don't have time to read. And best of all, you can get a free audiobook just for signing up for a trial membership. And don't forget to check out Disco and Currency in theaters now. Rated R for respectful. Alright, uh, so you guys, here's what I want to do now. Obviously, uh, much tragedy to the world. Uh, the, the greatest tragedy here is that there is only one Tango and Cash film. Clearly, they have the staying power <sighs> of like a Rocky or a um, police academy. Police academy. At least a death wish. <laughs> or a rush. At least hour. a death wish. Yeah, I think they've got some opportunities. You know, I think they could definitely. This could be one of those series where the second one is the best one. So, what would you guys want to happen in the sequel? Pitch me the sequel to so, Tango I'm and Cash. I'm so ready for this one. Okay, I'll Wait, just pretend it wasn't your before. idea to do this segment. <laughs> you asked before what um you know what was the point of Kurt Russell being in drag? Uh huh. Okay, Tango and Cash two. Dancing for money. <laughs> so, Tango... Dancing for cash. <laughs> uh. Tango and Cash, they go undercover as exotic dancers to break up a, um exotic dancer smuggling ring, where the exotic dancers are the smugglers, and they're smuggling non-exotic oh, I dancers. I you meant that the dancers were the cargo. No. 
That's a darker film. I like it that they're yeah. smuggling just little tiny things so they can fit them in their bikinis. <laughs> I only smuggle Excuse things. Excuse me, you ever uh, yeah. see anything come by here that could fit in a G-string? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. what I was gonna I was gonna say, which is kind of similar, which is that I just love in real world when people have a name that is similar to the job that they do. And yes. I'm angry that these guys don't really. And so my sequel would be like they both retire and one of them becomes a dance teacher and the other becomes an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> what they, the, or maybe just a collection jump. of weapons. Yeah. that was, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his middle name is Geo. And so he just likes to hide things around the earth. <laughs> uh, That's a stupid joke. Uh, before there was GPS, it was really, no one really found anything. Yeah. And in the 80s, before the internet, super difficult. He just sat in a box in a field for a long time. <laughs> I like it. What else would you guys like to see them do in the second one? Mine would be uh, Tango and Cash 2. Uh, I don't know what I would call it. Oh, it would be uh, <laughs> the sequel. Dead Broke. Oh. <laughs> and it would be them. Yeah, and it would be them. Uh, it's 1999. Uh, or no, it's 2010. Uh, Tango lost all his money to the Madoff scandal. Uh, <laughs> Cash. Because... <laughs> Cause come on, yeah, that would have happened. That was he was dead, man. And in uh, cash, newly divorced from Tango's sister is uh, oh, just, David. It didn't work out. No, it Couldn't. didn't work out. And oh. now he's living, he's living in a singles community. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it's it's retired singles. But he's got the hookup because he saved uh, the owner. Like he put a guy away who was stealing the owner's purse or something like that. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're selling drugs out of this retired singles community because it's got everything. It's got sex because that's what singles do. Right. Yeah. And it's got drugs. Right. And so people just ask about the chances of three ways. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And then they introduce the third guy, Officer Pennyworth. And yeah, he's just a hound dog. (laughs) I like when you said it's got everything, you meant drugs and sex. (laughs) Are there there other things? Well, there's rock and roll. Not a one. All right. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I, yeah. For the ninth grade. <laughs> I got this feeling that this would be one of those where the sequel is like, uh, in the first movie, they broke out of prison. Now they have to break back in. I don't know. It just Ooh. seems inevitable that they... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and that goes along with my idea, which is just Tango and Cash 2 back in the habit <laughs> where they have to infiltrate... <laughs> <laughs> a convent addresses nuns cross-dressing breaking back in but also you know whoopee don't forget that they're gonna teach a group of lowly street kids about self-worth yeah, that's that's really the art of music do you guys have a, a a character you'd like to see be like a minor character obviously whatever yeah officer pennyworth is when i want to come back just i want to see if i was going to no retreat no surrender somebody it would be i would like to follow Officer Pennyworth, as he tries other chances for three ways with other groups of people. Um, I, mean, I have one also. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Ron Howard's brother is in this. Clint Howard. Um. Huh. He's uh. He's oh yeah, the, the, the little crazy guy who. Yeah, the little uh, crazy. So in the so, cell with uh, Stallone. Yeah, exactly. And so he gets he gets wrapped up in uh, a slinky he was playing with and just like left for dead. Basically. Did you guys sure. wonder about the slinky? Like a lot of you're not allowed to have a lot of things in prison except stuff you can uh, pocket. As it were, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, they call it hooping. Hooping, yeah. Yeah, they do call it hooping. So who, who had to hoop a whole slinky in there? And like, wouldn't you be kind of pissed off that all of that just for the some guy to have an annoying slinky? Like, there's no staircases. Uh, the crimps will do it. You give him four cartons of cigarettes. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. It seems like a lot of work for someone to do just so that this annoying kid can have a slinky in the cell. I feel like you're in prison. You got nothing else to do but make toys out of bed springs. Oh, you think that was a, that wasn't a slinky, that was like a sklinky. Oh yeah, that was a that was a in the clinky, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, let's do the second half of our compliment sandwich, you guys. What's the last nice thing you're going to say about Tango e Cash? Uh, we're going to reverse order. So, Ez, you're up first. Um. Okay, so at one point, I don't know if you guys caught this, um, when Stallone was, was talking to his sister about like you know how she shouldn't be uh, anywhere near Cash, mm-hmm. um, uh, she, she's like, what gives you the right? And she's like, look it up in the Big Brother handbook under pervert protection. And like, they're probably... Oh. If, like, if there was a handbook that was the Big Brother handbook, it probably would have a pervert protection section. You think? That it's seemed pretty, a little specific. I think there might Sound be just like a, a general like security chapter and maybe a subheading for pervert protection. But like, it seems too specific. It feels like the book would be too long if it included everything like that. I don't think it's a brief book. I think I mean I want I want tomes and tomes. You know, like do you? Oh yeah, well, I'm never gonna read that. <laughs> also, is there the no part in the brother protection handbook where he's like, maybe you should stop being a stripper? <laughs> a oh, Although, she, she was a drummer. That's true. There was oh, like yeah. a talent portion a in the middle of her striptease where she started playing the drums. It was like uh, we saw a swimsuit and now it's talent. And then later on, she'll just do naked pole humping or whatever. That was pretty good. Actually, I would like a section of the Big Brother Protection Handbook uh, where it's like. I don't know, just like sexual autonomy, and just like be, you know, it's like, hey, you know what? Go on and like you know, respect yourself, but you know, uh, do do what you want to do with your life, kind of thing. Yeah, That'd be nice too. Uh, the the handbook where it's like, uh, don't get involved in your sister's sex life. That part. <laughs> That's oh, a short yeah. handbook. Yeah. <laughs> promiscuity. Yeah. Well, or I mean, not even promiscuity so much as like mind your own business acuity. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you've already seen that guy's wiener, and you've seen him in drag, so, like, clearly you can't be that. You can't hate him, you know? Yeah. He's your buddy. You can't hate anyone who you've seen wiener of and in drag. It's a rule. Yeah. That's in the handbook. You guys are, you guys, it's like blood <laughs> brothers, but stronger. What What would yeah. you call that kind of brotherhood? Out of, out of curiosity. <laughs> what was it? Scenesies. I, I, I don't like, think you have to quantify it. You just brotherhood. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you might call it le- brotherhood of the of the nylons and dongs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it doesn't roll good. off the tongue. Uh, <laughs> it would probably be called. It would, yeah, it'd be called something like the Nylon Society. That would be a better name. I would probably just call it. I'd probably say it's like level eight brotherhood clearance. <laughs> sure. I put it at. It's Not strong. top brotherhood, but it's up there. No, but it's pretty good. Chris, what's your minor compliment? Um, my comment is that I unexpectedly loved Sylvester Stallone in this movie. This is maybe, I think, his second best movie that I've seen. You just, um, you just like a good, like, just like a puffy Keanu Reeves? He's, he's a little bit puffy <laughs> Keanu Reeves, but he's surprisingly understated in this movie in a way that he wasn't thereafter. Um, so he wears a suit. He's very kind of buttoned up. He's a little like quiet. And, and like, where's yeah, the suit? Well, right, a guy like, and break his arm. But like, he also, you know, yeah, he killed like ten people. Yeah, he. I mean, so <laughs> he, he speaks with bullets. Uh, yeah, and with punches. <laughs> he killed ten people out of his <laughs> jurisdiction. You know, he's not. He doesn't seem as full of himself as he does in other movies. You know, mm-hmm. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, there's there's something that seems to be either a quiet confidence or a Xanax. I can't tell. <laughs> a quiet Xanax. <laughs> He was also rolling hard on the man Cash. Like, he definitely had the air of, like, I think I'm a better person than you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and he but wasn't normally, wrong. he just says that. And here, he had to act like it. And so I thought that was fun. That was enjoyable. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the IMDb list of top 30 uh, Sylvester Stallone movies put this at 13th. So, uh, Rocky. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, that's why I clicked on it. I was like, is this just all the movies? <laughs> my minor compliment just like uh just like my major one is also for the office of the villain uh in addition to his mouse box on his desk he also wow. has a tv wall and it's yeah but four... like an 80s tv wall so it's made out of 20 million tvs yeah well it's, it's four <laughs> by four uh yeah. so it's it's you got your 16 tvs and here's the thing about them they all show different angles on the cops raiding his drugs. So it's yes. like, so he's got 16 cameras on his drug stash from different angles. And he's clearly, he's got whatever the remote is that controls 16 different TVs of the same event. 
I mean, that's some complicated live switching that he's got to do. And he just presses one power button and the whole wall turns off. And I, it's just, it was a good use of early, like now you could run that from an iPad, sure. But back then you had to do that with an actual IR blaster remote, you know, that would be tricky. I think a lot of his choices were pretty suspect. Like, um, well, his like choice maybe, not to kill Tango and Cash, A number one. Yeah, that definitely. Choosing instead to try to erase them from the history books through yeah. mazes. Super tough. Super tough in a non-Orwellian present. Confusing um, them with mice repeatedly. Yeah, I guess I, I just I felt so bad for his like n- number two and number three guys, where it's just like they were his business partners, and like somehow like they ended up having Uzis and getting killed by Tango and Cash, and like, huh, this this plan didn't go as well as I had hoped it would. Yeah, <laughs> although you know they got to learn to stick up for themselves. They were in that meeting where he said, "No, we're going to erase <laughs> them," true. and they, they could have yeah. been like. Look, man, uh, we have veto power in this committee, and we're gonna go with mm-hmm. kill. Yeah, we're gonna go the simple route. You know, we're they're cops. Nobody, like, you don't need to disgrace them. They're just if you get rid of them, if they're a martyr, it doesn't matter. We can still move our drugs. Yeah, we're not right? trying. Like, we're not you, trying to 1984 the police department. We're just trying to move some drugs. If you think well, that was the whole plan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really did. <laughs> they just wanted to put the whole police department down the memory hall. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pan out a little bit. It's like a small time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Also, just like you know, they die. No one's gonna be like, "Well, now we are going to fight the war on drugs better." Yeah, because our weird <laughs> hotshot cops are gone. Now, now Somebody we're gonna find. Gonna them. Yeah, well, oh, sure, yeah. sure. But you know, you think Pennyworth would take that lying down? This is- <laughs> yeah, or Terry Hatcher with her like drum solos. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I She's do like drum up some justice. All right, I do like oh, the sequel spinoff. Yeah, yeah, this the, like Tango and Cash are dead. <laughs> Terry and Pennyworth, drums of justice. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. <laughs> She's a stripper. He's a sexual harassing cop. Together, they're gonna find. They're gonna avenge their relatives or friends' deaths. <laughs> Acquaintances. And then the guy. And then the bad guy has to be like. All right, now these two lizards that I have on my desk represent <laughs> Terry and Pennyworth. <laughs> David, that that leaves you. What's your minor compliment? Uh, at one point when they were like, uh, when they were in the car, I think they were talking, and he was like, "Just don't date my sister." And then he said, "Oh, I'll do it anyways." Then he was like, "You're gonna die." And then Cash says, "I'm not gonna die. I'm charming." <laughs> and that's sort of my ethos about this whole life thing. Oh yeah. So I really like that. Yeah, you're doing. I mean, you're pulling it off. You're you're still charming, still not dead. Lord willing, another day. Knock on wood. You know what I mean? <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Uh, Pennyworth's philosophy is like, I'm not charming at all, so I'm never gonna die. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just gonna pitch these three ways till it works. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent lacking in charm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy was an anti-charm, which is why he's a perfect foil. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and also the bad guys, uh, the bad guy was like quasi-charming, but not enough to survive. And that's why he doesn't make it. He was kind of like slow-charming. You know what I mean? Like a big dumb guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like the chin guy in prison? You, no, that guy had no charm. I'm talking about like... Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about like it all. Like a Winnie the Pooh kind of thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like, your, like your Eeyores or your... Uh... Sure. Yeah. Well, no, I meant Winnie the Pooh because he was adorable, but he didn't seem like he could do anything right. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. Like, oh, he... bugger, I'm stuck in honey again. Like, he was like that kind of guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're a, yeah. you're a bear with a shirt on. Like, honey should be the thing you've learned to do to get to this point. Oh, man, I do want bears of justice. certainly wasn't putting on pants, right? Like, <laughs> I do yeah. like... Oh, oh, what if we put these cops in the Hundred Acre Wood, and then they were just shooting... Like would-be plush criminals and making quips, or we made the guys from the Hunter Acre Wood be cops, and it was it was Kenga and Pooh. Oh bother! <laughs> Moving another brick of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Tigger would be the bad guy. Oh, oh really? Tigger, of course, he would just be likes the bad to bounce. Guy. I, he, he wants to bounce out of the country with some drugs. <laughs> and. <laughs>
All right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Shakespeare's Star Wars. This is wow. uh, one of his lesser-known plays. Although, you know, like all of uh, like all of the Shakespeare works, there, there are theories that it was written by a group of people. <laughs> Importantly, this is not to be confused with George Lucas's Romeo and Juliet. That is a totally different story. It's actually, that could be fun. Yeah, it could be. Could be the worst. Anyway, that's next week, so uh, so join us for that. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, if you have any opinions, if you've read Shakespeare's Star Wars... Wait, 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 for a second. Juliet, show me your midi-chlorian count. <laughs> I don't know why you go there. That's not canonical. Would a Jedi by any other name not use the Force? <laughs> These are not the Capulets you're looking for. Yeah. Well, they're both Capulets the whole time. <laughs> Ew, they, th- that's gross, because they kissed and they were... All right. Anyway, uh, so that's next week. Uh, if you have any thoughts on Shakespeare's Star Wars, uh, it's going to be an interesting episode, because it is sort of a comedy already, and those are hard, but uh, we're looking forward to doing that for our sponsor. So if you have any feedback on it, readthisweep.com slash contact. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash readweep, and on Twitter, at read underscore weep. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Hey, of course. Yeah. And thank you so much for joining us, David, at the G is silent on Twitter. David, I uh, I'm really glad we were able to make this work, and I'm glad you uh, you were able to help help our sponsors through some dark times. And I hope he en- enjoys this one as well. I will. Oh, I mean, he will. He will. He I will. think he will. Uh, <laughs> I will love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, follow David on Twitter, and uh, David will have you again sometime. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, guys. I haven't been down to San Francisco for a little while, but I've heard tell that you're killing it. I'm doing all right. I'm having a good time. That's good. That's very good. Yeah, I, I'm in San Francisco. I can just say the bodies are piling up, so he should stop soon. <laughs> the streets are running red. I, I think <laughs> instead comedy. of stopping him, we should erase him from the internet. <laughs> just don't electrocute me. <laughs> Why? There's like a 100% chance of survival. That's <laughs> true. I will make it through. The odds <laughs> are. Let's get away. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll talk to everybody next week. Thank, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Pshh.